Hey, what's up, Zookeepers? It's your boy, Brandon, from Quarantine Times. Uh, we finally figured out how to do our remote recording with everybody, so this is our first episode with just the Kaiju Hollywood bad boys. So that's me, Martin, and Luke. It's a good time. We talk about God's Not Dead, which is a bad movie. Um, you know, it's fun, so don't worry. We will be going back to the two-week release and have a few fun guests coming up, so... As always, if you have any questions or want to give us recommendations or say anything, email us at podzukipodcast at gmail.com. That's P-O-D-Z-O-O-K-Y uh, at podcast.podcast at gmail.com. Hey, it's been a bit, don't judge me. I'm definitely not going to edit that either. And then as always, like and subscribe to us on iTunes or Spotify. Either one helps. And uh, yeah, hopefully everybody's being safe and good out there. And here's another hot one. Unto Ghidra, what is Ghidra's? Ten to one, he sees you through a beaker and a tweezers. Read the fine print and be like, what's the big deal? Spun wheels of steel since broke wheel, big wheel. Back when it was greasy ass curl, now it's easy dread. Had a rhyme on how they used to tease him about his peasy head. Yes, yes, y'all to the beat. Have a ball. Yeah, that sounds good. Nice. Good enough. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, hey, well, guys, welcome to the internet where anything can happen. You might find a, a past lover or a dinosaur that's impregnated by a car. And it's this means it's quarantine time for Podzuki. I don't know what I'm doing with this anymore. I'm already I already feel like I've lost <laughs> everything. We're we're done. We're finished. I, I feel like we're all losing a little bit here and that's fine. That's what that's what this is about. That's what this podcast's about. That's what this movie's about. I mean, usually the best episodes we've had are where we've become completely unhinged or something else weird has gone on, so maybe this is going to be, like, actual podcasting goal for the next few years, uh, so we'll see how it goes. But welcome to Podzuki, America's only Christian podcast uh, about Godzilla and all things related to Godzilla. I'm one of your co-hosts, Brandon fucking Kirkman. I'm another one of your co-hosts, Luke Evans Flip. And uh, I'm your third co-host, Martin Felschman. Hey, how 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 have my quarantine cuties been doing? Fine, you know it's boring, but yeah, eh, also fine. You don't have to my, work. My my town in Animal Crossing yeah. is lovely. Yeah, I gotta imagine it's become like a Shangri La at this point, or some type of golden paradise. I I have to visit. It'd be nice, but I haven't been on Animal Crossing for the last two days because I've been doing some stuff for art and other things. Been trying to keep busy. I'm able to work at home, which has been kind of nice, but also it's like, you know, doing yeah. shit, doing things. I, I'll, I, structure sounds nice right now. Yeah. I mean, I, as you all know, I've gotten deeply, heavily into Gundam and building Gundam model kits, and that's definitely a nice way to kill time right <laughs> there, too. I'm going to have to edit that cutoff out. Um, but yeah, I, I figured we'd, we'd kind of get everything on track. We're just doing an episode with just the Hollywood Kaiju bad boys before we start doing guests, hopefully for the next one. And um, I think, should we get into the movie? Should we talk a little bit? I think we should talk a little bit more about just stuff we've been up to and other things like that, too. I, I Since the last one, I feel like not much has really happened for me. I time also seems kind of just loose and nebulous right now i don't know how much i can contribute to that yeah yeah well our last episode we did with like zach though was at the beginning of march and it was literally right before like everything got shut down i think like a few days before that 
And I think it's funny listening to the recording when I edited of being like, "Whoa, this this COVID nineteen is not going to be a big deal. We'll be over soon." And then um, I'm just glad I got my sheer uh, idiot self on that mic for it. So <laughs> no one else can hold it against you yeah. if you're the one who put it out. That's true. Um, so you know, I just made sure I put that out there. Put my social security down. Edited the N word mm-hmm. in a few times. So I. Um, I still feel like there probably is an episode or two that has my social security number on it. So, you know, we'll, we'll find yeah. out what happens with that. Yeah, who, who gives a shit? It's like, that's like a fun prize for the ultimate Podzuki fan. You can be Brandon Kirkman. Yeah. You can live his life. You can get really into gun and model kits and then convince your wife that you had sex before in the future or the past. But yeah. It's uh, It's been good. I, I feel like I could talk about Gundam for a very long time because I've been using this time with the Gundam model kits also going through all the Gundam series that I've always wanted to watch. And it has reminded me that there's a lot of series and maybe like 1% of them are very good and 99% of them are very <laughs> bad. Yeah. I, Have you guys been watching anything during all this I, uh, uh I'm not proud of this, but uh, over about two weeks, I did go through all 148 episodes of Hunter Hunter, and uh, nice. yeah, it was it was worth it for me. It wouldn't be worth it for everybody, but that's a that's a that's a good anime. Yeah, it's a very good. I mean, that show both slaps and it fucks, as I was saying earlier. You should if you haven't watched it, people at home, give it a shot. And it's on Netflix too. It is so. on Netflix, and it's a it's a worthwhile. I I didn't know how weird or how dark it got. I didn't know it became an isekai anime halfway through. It does all these uh, weird twists and turns, and it does them well. Yeah, I've been. That's the weird genre that really kind of came up. Yeah, I've been not really. I don't know. Watching just whatever. Watching Star Trek Deep Space Nine you, again. Uh, nice. Dude, that's a good series because there's a ton of episodes for that. I feel like this is the time to go through series that have a million episodes. Uh, but I don't know. I also feel like I've been trying to get people into other shows that are actually airing right now. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows just came back on for its second season. If you got Hulu, you can watch both the first season they air the next uh, day from the, the season right now. Go. <coughs> that one's great. Anything with Matt Berry, I feel like people should watch. I do, I do need to watch that. I loved the movie. I haven't seen any of the series yet. Oh, series is great. Uh, really good cast. I forgot the guy who plays Guillermo in it, but he's probably one of the funniest parts <laughs> in the series. And there's a fun twist and reveal halfway through the season that actually makes it a pretty interesting story and a lot different from the movies. Because when they first started, it seems very similar kind of rehash of what they did in the movie, and it's not bad. It's just slightly different hmm. and funny. And then it kind of goes off the rails halfway through, and it's been really fun. So I recommend that. And also, if you've never seen Toast of London, watch Toast of London. <laughs> yeah, Toast um, is good. Yeah, Toast is very good. Should we just get into the, the movie that we talked about then, I think, yeah, at this point? Uh, yeah, and to, to start it off, again, I'm so sorry. I, <laughs> you should I, be was, I was on Netflix, and I, I looked up Godzilla, and like the fourth thing on it was God's Not Dead. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Let's just do that. And that was bad. That was a yeah. bad call. I don't think it was the worst call because my thing with watching is that it was very boring and bad at the beginning but then halfway through 
uh, the movie just drank a bunch of crazy juice, and it's like we're gonna finish on some very high. It notes does. Here. It does get crazy. I, I was looking over my notes that I took for the film, and it looks like they're just they're very passive aggressive, and they're very like frustrated. I've I didn't have like a great time watching this movie. Yeah, I uh, the first note I wrote down was when the logo showed for Lionsgate. I just wrote down Lionsgate. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, how did a major studio give any funding to this? My my very first. Well, note, it made uh, enough money to make. They made two sequels. They sure did. And yeah. They had the uh, they had the newsboys and all of them. Oh man, I should we spend some time talking about the church if any of us grew it up for a while? Because when I saw the newsboy, I instantly both recognized them and remembered a ton of their music from my youth because I grew up in a, a Baptist church in Florida. And uh, some wild stuff, man. Those, especially, I don't know if you guys have grown up with church kids either, but they're usually the most evil people you'll ever meet in your life, and you'll think about them constantly. I mean, I grew up pretty much secular, but I lived in a town that had lots of church people. They had a big music, the church, Christian music festival every summer. That's where the Christian kids would go to get pregnant. Yeah, that's, that's something they love doing. They also love guns, usually, for some reason, and hating their parents and doing drugs, from my experiences growing up. Uh, I remember accumulation of that. There was a really bad kid at our church named Josh, who was a real jackass, uh, very racist, very mean to everyone. Um, he was famous for having parties over the weekends when parents would be out doing church stuff at night, because we'd have like a day service and a night service, and the kids would usually wouldn't go. Um, usually nothing major, but like, you know, smoking weed, but when you're a middle schooler, it seems like it's the craziest thing ever. Um, but famously he got into a fist fight with somebody, the police came and then later that week, his dad had found his gun missing and then Josh told him that he'd stolen his gun and he would never reveal where he put it. <laughs> and to this day, I don't know if Josh has that Fuck. gun or not. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool kid, man. I'm sure he got somebody pregnant by 14. I moved when I was Oh yeah, 13, no, so that's wow. That's you got you got faith in that kid fucking. Yeah, oh, for sure. And definitely raw dog in it, 100%. Uh shout out to you Rod, to Josh and your beautiful family. <laughs> Probably voting for Trump and telling us how vaccines actually don't work at this that's point. Fine. So whatever. Very likely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so for people not familiar, it's a, uh, I guess we could say Kevin Sorbo vehicle because there's no other really famous actors other than Dean Cain. Kevin yeah. Sorbo. Yeah. I mean, I'd say Kevin he's at Sorbo least as famous and... as Dean Cain is. <laughs> yeah. I, the Dean Cain thing was really strange because he's one of those people you just forget exists and then when you see them again, you're like, oh, that's right, Dean Cain. Um. But I guess the synopsis is... Uh, oh, also, I like that it was a Harold Kronk production. That's a really fantastic <laughs> name. I saw that on the screen. Screamed Kronk it up at 12 uh, at midnight. Hopefully it didn't wake my wife up. But it was... Um, it starts off and there's, like, a kid and he's doing things. Uh, I just wrote down in the notes, very Christian haircuts all around. Um, too many bangs, too many weird... Uh, frosted tips and highlights still in 2014. Oh, way too many. This, you could have told me this film was, was made. I thought it was like 2009 or something. I, you... No, I know, right? You'd assume, but I looked it up. It was 2014. Jeez. It's got that feeling. It's it's crazy. I didn't realize that yeah. Duck Dynasty was still relevant at that point. I don't think it was, but I think they were just scraping the barrel for whatever they could get. And like, I'm sure the Duck Dynasty guy's like, yeah, sure, I'd love to be kind of sexist towards my oh, wife yeah. in a movie. I'd Are love you kidding that. me? That... 
let's see here, 2014. Oh yeah, they were in they were in the prime yeah, time of really their of their career at that point. Anyway. Like I was kind of like I knew they were going to be in it because I've watched reviews of this movie before, but you know. Yeah, that's why I was kind of excited to do it because uh, the, there's the Flophouse episode where they talked about it when I was listening. I'm like, this movie sounds crazy. It should be fun to watch. And it wasn't, but it was crazy. <laughs> so that's good. Um, I think we just for starting the plot off, basically, there's like a bunch of kids they show getting ready to go to college. You have our main character who I just is the most white bread looking kid ever. Uh, Very like vaguely attractive, non-threatening. Like, remember his face? It's just like a white slab and then black hair. He's like if someone tried yeah. to draw Justin off. Long for memory, but then also didn't know who Justin Long was in the first place. <laughs> yeah, more like a Justin Long. Oh, sorry, Justin um, Short. Yeah, it just there we go. Martin Short's lost uh, twin. I guess I don't know. Um, we'll get we'll get the roof juice back into the Podsuki eventually, uh, but. They have him, they have the one, um, I should write down the names because I don't refer to them as the one Chinese friend, but that's I mean, kind of yeah, I kind of... No, so that's how, it's like, wrong my, my first I note guess for this the movie fa- was the there... that he's from China, and, like, China is communist, atheistic, is supposed to be what that's about. I, I do love that he goes to register for his classes, or get his whatever sheet, and he's like, oh, from the National Republic of China? And he's like, Really? Like, yeah, there's a dude from China. Yeah, like, this is the first time they've heard of it. Like, oh, I didn't think Chinese were real. It, it didn't... Um, it, I mean, that wouldn't yeah. surprise me. If you look at those concert, concert shots, like, later in the movie, like, every person there who is a person of color is only there because they're there with the film. Oh, nice. That's weird. There's a little screen I just found that you can have a little image of yourself that shows up there. And I want to put the Akai so bad in there right now. My favorite Mecca. Anyways, we should get back to the movie. Um, I looked up the names of the characters that they show at the beginning, and they I don't think they really ever say their names too often. Because uh, the one... They say Martin several times. Republic of China yeah, Martin, but... yep. I don't remember them ever saying Martin. Um, they, they say it like twice. Okay. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, I was building a Gundam model kit and drawing at the same time I was watching this movie, so... Um, and then the one uh, Islamic woman is Aisha. Um, we should. Uh, this movie is very racist, by the way. We should just get into that right away. I, I'm trying to tread very easy here on it, but it's it's bad. It is very Islamic phobic. It's also very racist towards the presentation of the Chinese too, being a godless kin. Uh, it's just it's good all around. Well, what was it? Not only is he a godless, yeah, I had a problem with that. The main too. character, Mister Josh, he doesn't call him that at the end, is... but he does call it that oh, when yeah. he first yeah. sees him. And Josh does not correct him. He's not like, oh, just call me Josh. No. Yeah. And when you get a little Christ in you, that's when you can start uh, not being so subservient. You know, then you have his power. So I've got yeah, it's I've uh, got many problems from this film. To also what I think is like the most boring uh, representation of liberal elites I've ever seen in like anything. It's like they're not even oh, doing yeah. anything evil. They're just kind of jerks. Yeah. Basically, it's the thing where it makes it look like in order to be intelligent, you have to also be evil. And it's kind of like almost blatantly saying, like, you should be stupid and fucking idiotic with everything you oh, do. Oh, I'm sorry. Life. You can't come to um, a dinner party. We don't believe in God here. I did. One of my notes here, we'll get to it later, is just professors hate God. That's mm-hmm. all I wrote down. 
but basically they have all these characters that are introduced and they're all going off to this class. You have the main character, Josh, and then you have his girlfriend who literally is just written out halfway through the film. Um, and then Martin and then a few others going to a philosophy class. And they have like this one guy signing up for the electives who's like, oh, you're going to sign up for his class. Good luck. And it's just like... I realize this movie has to do so much to kill so much time, so it was like almost this build up to something that was just going to be very anticlimactic. So they all get there, and then Kevin Sorbo is their professor. He saw him wearing oh, the cross, right. so he had yeah. to specifically make like biblical references references to be like, "Hey, it's going to be like Roman Coliseum's bad. Bad things are going to happen." Yeah. Um, I think they tried to write a few jokes in this film, and there might have been a few then, but uh, none of them ever landed, so I can't tell. <laughs> There's literally almost no humor in this, other than the one car guy who has to bring a car back a few times. And they could have done so much with that, and they didn't. But anyways, carrying on. They all show up to the the class, and then basically uh, Kevin Sorbo... We're just going to call him Kevin Sorbo. We don't need to go with his actual name. which was More TV's Hercules. Yeah, <laughs> basically starts going over all these philosophers because it's a philosophy class and instead of saying like these are philosophers we're going to learn about it's like these are all atheists and this is the way it's done God is dead and now you all have to write God is dead on your paper and get turned to me because in my classroom I'm God I'm like is this really what Christians think liberals do in <laughs> like literally like well we had the satanic panic of the late 80s and we just want to really bring that back in a big way so maybe we can just attack intellectualism that's what we'll do in this film so uh, basically they all have to write God is dead on a piece of paper for their first assignment and then the main character doesn't because he's like I'm a Christian deal with it and then TV's Hercules tells him well if you're going to take this stance then you need to argue for Christianity every day in the classroom just I, I want to break down here how many ethically wrong things are going on in every way or form that if any college did this they would just be toasted instantly like it's oh yeah it's insane it yeah, is it's insane it's a 100 level philosophy course too right yeah this isn't and like... then like the as the movie goes the kid has to make more and more arguments and each day he's literally leading the class and has like all these amazingly crafted powerpoints well, it's, it's also weird because he's not leading the class it looks that but it's actually supposed to be the, like the last 20 minutes of every class so they've yeah. gone through like a whole lecture already yeah and i love that kevin sorbo's first I, I will le- say th- first lecture the only... before that Josh Whedon, which is what I kept calling him because that's what his name sounds like. It's yeah. Josh Wheaton, but yeah. it sounds like Joss Whedon. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't, but like the f- I don't know why they gave him that name. Yeah. yeah. But, like, the first... I'm trying to remember the end of Kevin Sorbo's first lecture. God, it was something really ridiculous where, really... Uh, keep, well, let's keep going if I can find my notes. So... Well, I mean, I could also touch on the the only thing I think this movie did decently is I will actually give them credit for uh, the arguments he had at some points of saying, like, this is why there's proof that there's no God, but also proof that there could be a God because there's no way to know. I'm like, okay, this is a decent argument. Maybe the only part they put some Mm -hmm. time into it. But then towards the end of the lectures, it went from like proving that, you know, there could be a God and there couldn't be. And it's like, well, now you need to all become saved and Christ is Lord. I'm like... Okay, him doing this is also ethically wrong, as much as the one professor saying there is no God and you have to revoke his name. So, like, no matter who wins in this, we lose, guys. It's it's just like Alien versus Predator or uh, Charles Barkley versus Godzilla. There's no winner. 
They also, right off the bat, they get rid of agnosticism, being like calling it the weak stance, as Mm -hmm. opposed to the strong stance of atheism. So yeah. no getting to be like oh they take down everything that is a oh exactly well, well no I mean you can't you you saw the way this we well they didn't name them Muslims but you you saw the way these Muslim people acted yeah yeah it was so bad I feel like it should we should go over this sites there's basically a bunch of side stories and way too many characters going on in the film at the same time uh, one of the people in the story too is an Islamic lady. I'm just, I don't know if that seems right, but I'm going to go all oh, Islamic lady. Uh, or I should just go with Aisha. Aisha basically is a secret Christian, um, which is fine. Who cares? It's, they could have done it better in a different way. But basically her dad, the beginning, I thought they were going to try to do a nice little touch of like other religions. having. It seemed like that, didn't it? That because movie. her dad's speech to her like it must be hard living in this world, but being yeah. separated from it. Like it mm. seemed like he seemed like he actually he was traditional, sure, but he cared about his daughter and didn't seem cruel or anything. Also, I find it's weird that they're Islam yeah. because he totally looks like a Third Reich propaganda cartoon of a Jew. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can just touch on that too. How bad the casting in this film is all around. Also, the fact that every woman cast in this film has the same facial structure and hair. It's just different colored. Like all of them, like long hair and bangs. Yeah. That's like almost a another reason why I thought it was early 2000s. Cause that's very early 2000s, late aughts, like skinny, straight hair, vaguely attractive. Like that's what hot girls were back then. Yeah. Before they got, yeah, before, yeah, truly we were blessed. Anyways, uh, I'm still going to keep that part in. Um, Thick thighs do save lives. Um, with her side story, though, so they started off where, like, her dad's actually having a pretty decent conversation, and, like, I thought, okay, they're going to show how other religions might be valid, or, like, hey, we believe in different things, but we both believe in a god and have purpose. And even that would have been fine, but no, it's literally, like, her little... Let's talk about oh, the little brother. You mean the, the really <laughs> shitty little brother? The weird, shitty little brother? Yeah, the, the, literally, he's like a plot device come to life only to punish her. Oh, yeah, no, the, the, the only reason he did that is because he read the script. Yeah. And I guess he hates her, too, is my guess on that, too. Oh, no, when she when she gets, like, like, yanked out of the house, like, he's crying. He's just like, I couldn't change the future. I feel sad about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's happened again. <laughs> well, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Dude, this is actually a time cop sequel. This, this still... The first act hasn't finished yet. Yeah, yeah, we could get we could get back to what we know is going to happen, which is her dad beating her. Um, sorry, this is the film we watched. Well, I mean, you you see uh, the first time you see of her, like you actually first see her, she's working in the cafeteria when Josh is talking to yeah. his, which I kind of thought the girlfriend, like Josh's girlfriend, was supposed to be like like a rhino, like Republican in a name only sort of person. Like she's a Christian, but she really only cares about the material, the real world. She's not really concerned about her soul in the afterlife, trying mm-hmm. to convince him to not commit academic suicide and debate Kevin Sorbo about whether or not God exists. But yeah, we see yeah. the Aisha, she's working there in the cafeteria and then she leaves to go be picked up by her father, and she has to put on her uh, head wrap, and some blonde oh, yeah, girl... That, that girl just comes up and says, "Why? why are you, you don't have to do that. You're beautiful. 
Because the reason that they do that is to hide their beauty and that no one else can see them because men and all of society is evil. Uh, if you guys weren't aware, I'm not saying that's true. That's what the movie wants us to believe. So, movie. <sighs> it's it's a very cruel and mean movie, but we can get into that as we get further into it. Um, there's also at this point at the beginning of the first act, the one surprise reporter is the only way you can refer to her, where she just surprises random slight celebrities that are around. Well, and she's a blogger, it seems. The like weird most thing is she keeps a blogger who just yeah attacks Christians. <laughs> for no good reason but that also makes her to where like she's constantly getting phone calls and text messages and she's just so busy oh yeah i just called her yeah. busy businesswoman oh yeah yeah involved busy businesswoman involved with dean kane that's the same person right i think i mean i can't i loved i couldn't tell the women apart in this movie so. yeah she's, she's, she's the one movie. with dean busy kane. businesswoman has no time for cancer <laughs> yeah, we should talk about this. Is early enough to do that. So she basically surprises uh, which Duck Dynasty guys at Willie Robertson with an interview about his beliefs and everything else. And then basically, he is very sexist about why his wife is proud to be barefoot and Christian. Literally says that. And then she's like, Oh, you make some good points. I'm like, He made absolutely no good points, oh, no, but you, okay. You we'll softballed him questions. Who the fuck is paying attention to your blog? Yeah. Well, exactly. it, it was uh, and then, the whole like you, your company creates devices designed to lure waterfowl, and she used that term waterfowl to their deaths. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, no fucking shit. <laughs> like, how is it? <laughs> it's the premise of the entire fucking show they have. Yeah. Well, I, if this movie stands on its own logic, too, I like that his argument about eating these animals he kills is because he uses all the part and he doesn't want to cause them any pain. So in a way, this film's also saying that if you do eat meat, but you don't know how to kill what you need, you're also an evil bad person, which is pretty cool and radical for this film to do. So I am on I mean, board for that. I mean, it's kind of like a brag for him, too, because like if you... He's like, what I see, I shoot, and I kill. I like, okay, you never like hit a duck and then had to kill it once you found it, because that's how hunting works. You typically yeah. maim it, yeah. and Hunting's then you have to thing. track it and kill it. I guess if you have a dog, they yeah. would typically go, and, and then they, kiss like, it the too. dog would find it, and then they would finish it off. But mm. I played. Yeah. We missed the scene earlier where she was interviewing <laughs> the dog. <laughs> Which also would have been Christian and showing her the way at some point, but... After this interview, so is she, she's the one that has the relationship with the yeah with Dean Kane, right? who's Dean either a, yes. a, a, might be a lawyer because he talks about being made partner later on, but it's just vague. Yeah, corporate. Oh, I worship I worship the yeah. Almighty Dollar, not Lord Jesus Christ. Right, like a good Christian yeah. should. Anyways, uh, they basically have a phone call of, like, let's meet up and have some dinner. They, I think we're trying to write, like, flirtatious dialogue, but it came off as very abrupt and, like, I'm busy. I guess we'll do this. And then she has an appointment with a doctor, and he says, hey, stop looking at your phone. you got hella cancer. And she's like, wait, I'm too busy to have cancer, which is, I think, almost the line verbatim. That is the line verbatim. Uh, also, that doctor has the worst bedside manner. Like, he is not, he doesn't give a shit. 
Yeah, he was one second away from because they went right into the film. But like she said, she's busy and had to look at her phone. And then he interrupted with her like, "This is serious." But the tone was more like, "Fuck you, yeah. bitch!" Like it was. I'm, I'm surprised it came off aggressive, mean, and sexist. I'm surprised there wasn't a plot point about this doctor being an atheist and being like, "Look, God doesn't care about you, dumbass." <laughs> you don't got time for cancer. Good. Oh, he it's mentions they, de- it, they they never mention what so kind of cancer weird. it is, but he does mention that it's already it's already in her lymph nodes. And it's metastasizing, yeah. but she doesn't seem to have any symptoms. Yeah, I believe it's called she non-believer can. cancer. Is soul the, cancer? The, the I actually, I I think the entire timeline of this movie takes place over two weeks. That yeah. can't pot. It's, it's, Maybe it's this is also. But weird it's supposed time to only movie. be three days. It's only supposed to be three days. Yeah, oh well, okay. No, I guess what a college class you take that once a week, right? Well, no. For this, I I remember in the beginning it was like, oh, it's on it's on like Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Like it was a three for some reason three day a week philosophy class. Well, then it should only be one week then. I mean, I've heard. Okay, so this maybe took a week. I thought it was three because I thought I heard him say something about um, those tickets to the to the newsboys. It's like, hey, we could do this in two weeks or whenever. But maybe it was just three days. I think he said like they're going to be in like town at the end next of the I can't wait to get to the Newsboys concert later. Next week. Yeah. Okay, so maybe this took yeah. place. Wow, this guy's life like fucking ended in like a week and a half. Yeah. That's what happens when you go up against a vengeful god. Our uh, god is a vengeful god. We also should touch on other characters. Oh no. He reigns with thunders and mean. Um... At this point, we also see going on, it's a side story that made no sense to me, and when it actually came to the head of the movie, it made me very happy, which is, I will describe as White Pastor and Black Pastor. Uh, I guess they're, like, on some type of, they never really specify if it's, like, some type of, like, I want to say gospel thing, or some type of... I don't know what it's supposed to be, but they're going on a road trip together well, to no, talk they're about gonna, it. Oh, they're no, going to no, go no. to Disney so World, they could, to clarify. They could... But they couldn't say Disney World. They yeah. could only say Mouse Ears and Magic Castle. Oh, wow. I'm so stupid. I couldn't figure that out. <laughs> it sounded like some type of weird Christian celebration. Yeah, I the, uh, the, oh, man, guys, I am dumb. Like the, yeah, the missionary priest from, quote, unquote, Africa, which is clearly where they're, you've got like an Af- African accent. Yeah. Well, I think he actually is like an African pastor that's somewhat famous because I noticed their names were like their actual names okay. in real life for the characters. I know they keep saying that line that's not clever, like God is good all the time. Then the other one will say all the time, yeah. God is good. Like that's not that's not neat. Yeah, the the black pastor Reverend Jude, I think, is probably the only person that came off actually is like slightly likable and charismatic just from his own personality, not even yeah. having any good lines. All the other characters were so ridiculously flat. Even Sorbo, I felt like, was just going through the kind of phases to get his paycheck for this, regardless if he's Christian or not. But, like, it's it was rough, other than I feel like he had a nice smile. I, I feel like to, Kevin Sorbo could play probably the opposite of this character here, like the evil Christian teacher. Yeah. He could probably play that a lot better than he plays this, because he's definitely got... You see him and you think, oh, this guy's a dick. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. no, even in this movie, like, he's basically just bullying, like, a developmentally disabled kid. Yeah. With Josh. It's terrible. And okay. then also... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought, 
Christian I say testing. like uh, just painfully bland. He's a painfully mediocre, bland guy. Mm. Yeah. Um, a real deco type uh, oh, don't, for our hero. Don't, like don't you even do that. Deku's oh, best boy. Oh, it's too easy. He's good, but he's just too good. Anyways, uh, we should also cover his uh, the Professor Evil's girlfriend, which I guess... Is she supposed to be a student? I feel like she was a former, former like, student, student, but they don't really it. seem to, like... Because you get the idea they've been together for at least a year, but they don't seem close at all or to really know yeah, each we, other right. don't, very well. So she definitely was a student of his at some point. I don't think she is still yeah. a student, though. But the age difference is... It's there. Yeah. And they just cut to her a few times, like, getting ready for things and praying and shopping... Um, so I figured they were going to do something with that, uh, which eventually happens with the wine scene, which we can talk about a little bit when we get there. But basically it's the whole setup of like, she's supposed to be smart, but Christian, how could that ever happen? And I need to hide it from my professor, uh, boyfriend, whenever things come up in conversation. Um, eventually at this point we have the, where they're having like a dinner party. Well, no, we're not there yet. We haven't mentioned dimension, which is where I wrote Oh, yeah, Dimension. I yeah. could forget Dimension, Dimension Mom's Mom. a very important character. Oh, yeah. That was also very fucking weird at the end of the film mm-hmm. here, too. We can get into that in a second, but basically there is a, a woman and her mom, and she has dementia, and it's just basically showing... Well, yeah, it's Kevin Sorbo's is. girlfriend's and, uh, mother. It, really. and all... <laughs> just having a discussion about how she likes chicken. Well, that's, so. uh, that's Mina, right? Yeah, Mina. And, like, yeah, yeah, the caretaker gives the Dementia Mom chicken, and she's so excited about this kitchen. Like, oh, I can't remember the last time I had chicken. And then the caretaker's too mean, and, like, oh, yesterday, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And me, it's kind of like, oh, you really shouldn't, don't think she should be having the same thing for every meal. Like, hey, what do you think is going to make her that, will ever make her that happy? Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, maybe that's jerking a, it, but that's about I, it. I also think that's a terrible message. Yeah, yeah. That's... Well, this this movie in itself, in a whole, throughout the entire thing, shows no compassion. This is basically a movie where God is Almighty, but also empathy doesn't exist, and it will only hinder you in your existence. Oh, definitely. I mean, the only reason you should have empathy, or the only reason you should care about any sort of morality, is because God exists, and because that is either your ultimate punishment or your ultimate treasure. Mm. Yeah, that is also where the film lost me, because like I said, at the beginning of this, where they have the kid making his arguments, they do make some good points for like, okay, if you choose to believe in God, it's the same as not believing in God, so that's why it should really be up to the person, which is how I feel in general. I mean, I feel like I'm agnostic to slightly believing in God, uh, but then it does get that weird point where I the film turned into the whole, like, well, Oxlo, if we're going to talk morality, if there is no God... You should be able to do whatever the fuck you want because you don't know what morality is. I'm like, whoa, film, put, pump the brakes here, please. Mm-hmm. What well, also means that all Christians, by this logic, too, are amoral monsters, and if God wasn't here, they would just be doing whatever they want, killing and murdering and raping as much. I mean, they're so they're all straw man oh, yeah. arguments, and they're for the most part they're not even really arguments. Like he'll say words that don't really make sense. He definitely loved saying words. I was really hoping he was just going to, like, crack open the Bible to the wrong passage and, like, explain the logistics of buying and selling slaves. 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's we rough, know that Josh one. is wrong, though, because Stephen Hawking, the world's most famous scientist, <laughs> says that there is no God. So, because that's how science works. Yeah. And yeah. that's you know that's how professors work too. They just believe in a single smart s- smart science man yeah. instead of you know doing individual research on things. They just got to take one person's word. Also, this this movie was so cruel and mean that I almost thought they were getting to the point where like, well, and that's why Stephen Hawking was made crippled because God hated him for saying such I, a thing. I'm, if if we had the DVD copy, I'm sure we could have seen the bloopers where they go on about that for forty five minutes. <laughs> but they had to cut it because somebody let a loud spark <laughs> <rip> afterwards. <laughs> Oh man, I would love to see a blooper reel for this film. It would be the only thing I could enjoy. About <laughs> it, I feel like. Um, so the arguments keep happening. The kid meets with the White Pastor at one point to talk about his issues. Oh yeah, that's actually pretty. Um, before he it even, just drags and drags. They even start the argument. But I like that scene because a few years later, or maybe the same year, Zack Snyder would do the exact same scene in Man of Steel. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Well, we should look up when Man of Steel came out. This is—I still can't believe this movie oh, came out in 2014. Out. I think it was 2012, though. Yeah, it definitely came out after this. Oh yeah, you—you're right. Zack Snyder is Zack Snyder ripping off his favorite film, God's Not Dead. It's gotta be. Oh, they yeah. didn't even call the. Oh no, Man of Steel's 2013. Oh, it was. Oh dang. Yeah. They didn't even. That does make more sense that this director would rip off something that famous and mainstream. So, uh, but also both movies are pretty bad yeah. so, in their own different ways. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he basically gets some like counseling from him and what to do and all of that. Uh, and then I, I guess at this point it would be. Per- oh no, we should also talk that Martin is calling his dad in China, which is just yeah. He's always in the car on the way to a place, and at the end of the movie, well, he, lives he in actually that car. gets there. Yeah. <laughs> which is nice the only rogue journey that happens i also i and then, I, um, I thought it was okay I, it it would make sense that one of them is speaking cantonese the other one is speaking mandarin i know they're both dialects of the same language but it's it's still weird that they're supposed to be father and son and they speak different dialects I mean, you know for this film that they literally just found two people that were Chinese and just let them say whatever they wanted to without any research, you see, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that sounds about right. Now, I feel like you could re-edit this movie yeah. in a certain way, like take their scenes and make it about like that he's like a gay kid moved to America and trying to get... <laughs> and then yeah. God told well, him he, it was all right to be gay, Dad. He seemed he real like, gay to me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, the whole film oh. felt that way to me, too. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't make a point, too, of like him talking with his girlfriend about why he's waiting to, till marriage. So I'm kind of sad that didn't happen either. But oh, Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't. Like, yeah, like, too, which we'll watch for dude, the next they definitely The only reason they had like Dean Cain and Dean Cain's cancer girlfriend in this movie was so that it's not just about God and not believing in God. It's also about liberalism being evil. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I love that, once again, how cold and evil this film is that when they have the, their dinner together, cancer girlfriend and businessman, he is eating and she tells him, hey, I have cancer. And he says, I'm sorry, I can't deal you with you got to bring right that now. up today. I don't have time for you. I'm out of here. wait till tomorrow? Like, oh, you, this couldn't wait oh, till yeah, tomorrow? How could you bring that up? Yeah. Oh, boy. I, 
on any logical sense or level that makes none uh, nobody would react that way not even the worst jerk ass you know oh in yeah life. like i i know people who i think are genuinely terrible and even they would be like wow dude fuck you yeah it it was bad the scene was bad um and then i think at this point we can go to the professor party oh professor party <laughs> yeah uh, so Kevin Sorbo or TV's Hercules Professor Evil is having a dinner party with all his professor friends his girlfriend makes it a point like you only have dinner with them and it's like they're just my people and it's literally them all talking about how they're proud to be atheist uh, there's no other way to put it for what they're having for all their conversations and then belittling his girlfriend for being dumb and a woman uh, because once again it is evil to be intelligent in this film um so they start having dinner, and this is the most buckwild scene I had to watch twice, is they start complaining about the wine, saying that it tastes real, I want to say, like, a cellar, they say, or they, something? They said it was, like, left uh, in, a, in a hot cellar, and here's, here's what happened. They established earlier that she messed up and she left the wine in the car. Mistakes happen. Uh, he didn't need to serve the wine to everyone that he knew was bad. Yeah, they were, eating, they were drinking just wine so we could, in the, the scene right before this. Well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's why I had to watch it again, because I was trying to figure out if, like, something else had happened or something had eaten, but no, it's just really bad. Talk about great giraffe. Like, that was supposed to be, like, a, I think that was supposed to be a special kind of wine for the dinner, but, like, he already knew that she left it in the car. Why would he still serve it to them unless he just wanted to publicly shame her? Also, like, how fucking long would it be in that car? I can't imagine. Yeah, I know from working at Trader Joe's for almost five years, you can leave wine out in the sun for a little bit in a bottle and you'll be fine even a day or two i i just want to know the logic behind this film i think it's just i don't know wine well so maybe they were just trying to maybe they assumed no one who was watching this film would understand anything about wine yeah that sounds about right i don't think anybody would understand anything that watches this film afterwards of christ uh yeah so she starts to break down and cry and leaves the party and then, once again, since there is no empathy or love in this world, Kevin Sorbo's like, fuck her, mm-hmm. and they just continue their party. It's it's mean. This film's so mean. It is ridiculously mean to everyone in it. Um, at this point, they're ramping up the arguments and, I guess, dialogue between the professor and the kid, and the professor is just getting more and more agitated about it. Not even like you made a good point or this is why you're wrong. It's more of him like, hey, when you're in my classroom, once again, I have to remind you, I'm Yeah, dead. he's well, like intimidated the by this. The filmmaker his, knows. Like, he's, pro- I, he's a freshman, so I guess he's supposed to be like 18, 19 at oldest. Oh. Yeah. I can't, I'm going to enjoy failing you. Yeah, which, once again, I'm sure very few professors have actually said in real life. Uh, so they keep going on and that keeps happening and then at this point uh, I think this is when he I want to say has the breakup happen with his girlfriend when they're talking should check my notes again but uh, oh that's right I wrote businessman hate cancer oh that's right Uh, when they have this argument in the middle of all his professor friends he's like oh don't talk to me and also please call me Mr. Professor when you're talking to me and she's like, no, I'm breaking up with you. And he says, you can't, which is another very weird scene of, like, I don't think that's what people would say. But he's a, he's a liberal elite. Um, he's, he, he won't allow it. Yeah. 
But I also feel like this didn't belong because I don't think this movie should allow women to make any choice. So I don't know how that happened in this film, but maybe it's a weird misstep. I I wouldn't expect it either, but it's there. Yeah, Yeah, pro-choice film, very good for them. So she walks off. She can be Christian again, Um, and then I want to say shortly after this is when the businessman visits his his Alzheimer's grandmother. Oh yeah, his dementia mom. Another very wild scene where she, I guess the movie is to make us believe that God is toying with her cognitive sense of the world so that only when she actually needs to touch and affect people, she can come back to. Tell yeah. Them it's supposed to be like a miracle um, that she's cognizant to talk because he's talking to her about like, Oh, you are yeah. the best person ever. And I'm the meanest, but your brain's dying and my life's great. And then she gives the speech about how the yeah. devil makes sin comfortable, but you don't even realize that it's actually you're in a prison until it's too late. You know, but it's, yeah, yeah, it doesn't work. Like this isn't like a woman suddenly having a lucid moment. Like you just wrote it into the script that way. Like, like all I disease mean, anything, and everything. It seems more bad, like a possession. So it seems more like a possession. <laughs> this is like the exorcist but instead it's God instead of the yeah. devil <laughs> which is actually a pretty legitimately uh, great idea for a horror film um, I also think it would have been more funny if they just had a moment where she's having a crazy conversation and instead they make it seem like it is groundbreaking and touching to him and she's just like and then God will make you into a pancake and send you off into the river to meet a fish. <laughs> and then he's just like, oh, you're right. I never thought of it that way. Oh, hey, we forgot. The, the scene right before this was their, like, final argument where uh, the yeah. student, like, yells at the teacher, like, how can you hate someone who doesn't exist? And then the, and then they oh, all yeah. do that. Yeah, he does that. Checkmate uh, atheist. The fugitive scene. Like, you're damn and right I did. Enthusiastic. I'm Spartacus. And it's, it's, it's all bad. It's all bad. Yeah. yeah. And once again, this this film has no heart or a loving God in it because the reason that evil professor is not Christian anymore is because he took his mother when he was younger. And instead of the kid being like, oh, that sucks, dude, or like, I'm so sorry, it's like, oh, God has a purpose, and maybe you just hate God now, which is the weirdest thing to say of basically the movie saying, God killed your mom, and why could you be upset? Oh, yeah, the, the first time he brings it up to the student, he's like, well, you know, sometimes the answer is no. And it's like, that's a pretty shitty thing to say. If God is supposed to be like infinitely loving and infinitely, I'm I'm getting into a different argument. Whatever, it, hey, bullshit. free will, yeah, free will, free will, yeah, free, Oh, that's right. That was his big argument of why you can and can't be Christian is because mm-hmm. of free will. I'm like, once again, the movie lost all of its legs earlier. It set up for any argument and just became super yep. weak. Um. So at this point, the kids start turning on the professor, and he's having a bad day. Another thing that really surprised me is because they made the professor to be such an evil character and so controlling is that when he starts to lose control it's not like he stops the kid it's just like he accepts that he's the superior man at this point which is a very weird turn mm-hmm. too it's almost like a reverse uh nietzsche's uberman uh but for christians <laughs> if it makes any sense so maybe the movie's groundbreaking in that idea um also at this point where we it's hard to kind of track in the film because of how all these different stories are going on the the white pastor and the black pastor basically 
have had an issue where they're trying to the get cars the cars never start. Yeah, down yeah, three it's times. A really it's terrible annoying. sound effect. Yeah. Right. Um, almost as bad as the younger brother uh, for Aisha's video game sound effects, which were literally the most generic ones I've ever heard. Um, somebody should make a super cut of all of the films where it's a kid or somebody playing video games and it's just generic video game sounds because that would bring me so much joy. You know, we got time. We can work on that together. Yeah, we got a lot of time during this quarantine. Um, at the same time this is going on, this is also where the big moment happens where Aisha reveals to her dad that she's Christian and then he starts beating her on the film, um, which made me very uncomfortable and very upset. And then he only so hits her fun. once, also, I think he was, drags her out of the house. He, he hits her once, yeah. then he drags her. I thought it was the, like, earlier, back when it's first revealed that she even has that. Like, weirdest way to, like, indulge in the Bible, I guess is to just have an mp3 yeah. of who the fuck was even reading it they it had a name I, on it i, I wrote it down it was somewhere somebody but it, it sounded like it it's, wasn't it's, even like just reading yeah. the bible it was, it was a sermon yeah <laughs> your main boy jesus here reading the bible for you it, it was that but then the only other thing she had on there was she turned off her shitty christian rock in order to listen to a christian sermon and it just it felt so i i know that Gilding the lily? Yes, that's that's the exact yeah. phrase I was looking for. This, I took too many notes on this film because everything I want to say is just like, why did this happen or why did this happen? I also wrote down yeah. Cuck Dynasty a lot. My notes are the opposite. Yeah, my, my notes are the opposite where eventually I just started writing fucking yikes down over and over <laughs> again. Uh, yeah, so that happens. Um, they don't really touch on where she's living. Or oh, she does go to... Uh, that's fine. Pastor Dave, and, is that the one half of the, the yeah, two Pastor pastors that are trying to go to Disneyland? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Martin's still having conversations with uh, his dad about how he's upset that he can't just be godless and communistic, which is also fun. Um, I don't even want to get into that whole argument right now, especially with everything that's going on in the world and how we could use socialism so bad right now in this country. But uh, they finally get to the point... I'm trying to figure out when the whole big scene of the film happens because I think we're almost there. Because is it during or It's like the Newsboys uh, concert it's, hasn't exactly started, but they're all there. Yeah, like like a few things yeah. happen at the at the concert, but like it starts raining like 10 seconds before the thing happens. Yeah. Okay, that's how... Basically, all of the main characters now of the film are going to the Newsboy concert. Um, now that he's had the class chant, God is not dead, as the, uh, the titular movie title itself, and the professor has to leave exhaust, exhausted and exasperated. Uh, they all, I guess, decide to celebrate by going together as a whole college to see the Newsboys. Well, Josh takes Martin, just that which, like, it's enough. weird because, like, it's the daytime, yeah. and Josh, like, oh, talking to Martin, and Martin's like, oh, I'm going to believe in, I'm going to follow Jesus now. That's great. Like, oh, hey, I got something to show you. You're going to like this. Then there, it's nighttime, and they're at the Newsboys concert. Zip. Yeah. This movie has a very weird sense of timing and where anything's taking place, so I'm fine with that. Oh, Who cares at you, that point? While, but, while they're all going to the concert, do you remember what the professor was doing? He was walking Well, he went... No, 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 no. Before that. Before that. The letter that his mom wrote him before she died. 
Oh, yeah. Well, no, but even before that, he was just looking at all of the students who wrote God's Not Dead, and they're just, no one has good handwriting. They're all just, like, big block letters. <laughs> the way he was looking at it almost seemed like he was taking sexual gratification from it. And I would love if this film just went super dark and they just showed him completely jerking into the head. I, I would have been for it, because then at least it would have had a purpose. Yeah. But yeah, I forgot he looks through those. And I think literally, like, his mother's letter is on that pile of the letters he's reading from his class, I want to say. He, like, pulls it out, and it's like, oh, this, it's it's in an aged envelope. Oh, yeah. I wasn't really paying attention, so I just looked up and thought it was a part of the stack of letters of God's Not Dead. That makes it more entertaining to me, too, again, that he just mixed it together with it. <laughs> Um, I wish it was that, but it's not. So, yeah, he reads the letter, and then he just leaves, I guess, slightly frustrated and emotionally distraught. Well, he leaves frustrated because he saw oh. the the front page of their local newspaper. is like, hey, the news the Newsboys concert is happening. Which, if you're if you're fucking like front page of the paper is the Newsboys are having a concert, there's not there's fucking nothing happening in your town. Yeah, you live in a coal mine. Yeah, well, you're already at a Christian school, so uh, it doesn't they? I guess they're all there. Do they explain why he goes outside and he's starting to walk around, though? Uh, yeah, because he saw the Newsboys concert and he was like, oh, I, I could see, uh, what, what was her name? Tara? Raina? Uh, yeah. Serena? Mina. Mina. His, 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 his ex. Is, he wanted to go see his ex because he was like, she's Christian. She's got to be at the Newsboys. Yeah. Uh, I mean, good intuition, so good on him. But uh, it starts to rain. He's so frustrated, and he has to cross that street. I wonder what's going to happen, guys. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the film. Of The the whole build-up is the two pastors are trying to get their car working. Lo and behold, he crosses the no, street. No, the pastors aren't the ones who run over. Well, no, he doesn't get run over by the pastors. No, they see it happen. They are? Right oh, there. I, once it's again, some... I wasn't really paying also, attention. Also, the car that did run them over, they drive off to hit and run. <laughs> Yeah, they drive off, like, right away. Yeah, well, once again, this is a loveless, emotional world run by an evil god, so... Um, I Once again, I wasn't paying attention. I really wish it was my version of not paying attention if it was just the pastors in the car and they ran them over. And well, Yeah, and so the more. Pastor so, Dave okay. um, so he, has he, to get the professor to accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior before he dies so that he'll go to heaven. Yeah, well, and then it's implied that the reason their car wouldn't yeah. start earlier was so that he would be there to watch Kevin Sorbo die to get him to turn to Jesus. Yeah. Right. Because that's, once again, the God we've established in yeah. this film universe, which is very cruel. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, that other, that other uh, Reverend Jude... Uh, I mean, he said it like right after, right after the professor died. He's yeah, like, this, wow, is this is a joyous day. World. Like pain, yes, for a second. <laughs> like we, come on, we just watched a guy die. This sucks. <laughs> He's, he 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 fucking yeah. said that while being like drowned in fucking rainwater and police lights. And it's yeah. like it looks if you if you cut out that that two seconds, it yeah. looks like a serial killer is talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's just literally the best death cult. You've ever <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, that's basically all going down as cut almost scene to scene with the Newsboys concert where they're playing great songs right before the reporter had come in and basically was giving her whole stick. And then what was the thing like the Newsboys tell her that well, blows like, her mind? That's we get our hope from logic. God. Where did y'all help come from? 
because the drummer is like Irish or something. <laughs> hey there. So yeah, that's that's all going down, and then uh, finally the Newsboys have their concert. Um, it looks like literally this film was shot just for the Newsboy concert. Maybe they like would show it when they're on the road, and then they get a direct message from uh, once again the Duck Dynasty guy telling the main character directly like, "Hey, I know you've been having some trouble with that professor, oh, but we just don't feel say, bad about it because that motherfucker's dead. dead." And because of the I hit him with my car and I ran off. Yeah, exactly. The the cut of the film and when it's all happening is basically like a celebration for that, that, that he'd been killed. Don't forget, that atheist professor is dead. Now, text all yeah, 100 people that you know. Because everybody knows about 100 dead. people. Also, mass texts. Mass texts are 100% the work of the devil. You cannot tell me. If there is a just and loving God, they did not create mass texts. Well, once again, in this film, there is not a Justin Loving God. He's very vengeful, so it does feel right in the <laughs> It is, once again, I, I don't have any issues with Christianity itself in practice and how it's followed, but this modern-day Christianity presented in this film is a frightening concept if that world was actually structured. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you guys remember during uh, during that last music video before the credits happen, where they're like panning over everyone doing stuff and everyone like getting the text messages, and they cut back to the preachers yeah. who are over the fucking dead professor's body, and they take his cell phone and he's got a text that say that says God's not dead, and they fucking smile about it. <laughs> it's, it it's dark. This is actually I feel like it was built as a Christian film, but this is just like some type of dark critique on modern Christianity that was like too edgy for television. <laughs> it's a frightening world they've painted in this film. Um should we just get to the ratings oh, for this? Wait, there was one last thing I wanted to talk about with uh with the credits. Uh before they list yeah. any actors, directors, scriptwriters, whatever, um they list all of the legal battles that inspired this story. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was another very weird and concerning part of this. Like film. this is, I this movie just feels like a fucking mess that was made for nothing more than spreading propaganda. Yeah, I really expected it at one point. It was I believe be like most Roe of those cases Wade. were more like a person, like a Christian person working for a school, like wouldn't talk to a gay person or something. I like I only researched the first one, and that was like a woman was working as a counselor at a college and she refused she was trying to get referrals so that she wouldn't have to see gay students or gay couples or whatever because she felt she couldn't because of her religion oh man i am so glad this film did not touch on that subject because i already know how it would have handled oh yeah it would have well no it would have handled it very poorly and that's why they didn't because anything that can reflect christians in a bad light can't have that there yeah Oh boy. Yeah, because this is at least 2014. I feel like this is a, a, a nasty aspect of Christianity of basically people that were against gay marriage after it was passed. It almost shows the fact of like, oh, we have to kind of cover that up as quick as possible, even though we don't quite agree with it. So we're just not going to touch that subject at all. Yep. So that's also fun. I'm on the Wikipedia page now. Apparently, Martin Yip is described as a foreign exchange student and Josh's best friend. Oh boy. This, once again, what a cold, dead world this is set for us. This is it's I would, sad. I would barely label them acquaintances. Um, I can't believe they're their best friends. Yeah, no, I can't either. I would say for the review section, um, we could go back to the Machamp system for anybody listening to that's 
Uh, our favorite Pokemon with shampoo has four arms, giving either four thumbs up, four thumbs down, anything in between. I'm going to go and just say that he has two thumbs down and that his other two arms are making the blood symbol that you could do in middle school <laughs> um, to represent Christ's blood. Uh, and basically, it was a bad time. It was There were some highlights of this film that make it were as fun to watch them accumulate and happen. But the overall watch of it's like, yeah, you'd have to be watching this with a group of friends, either very stoned or very drunk, to really enjoy it. Yeah, I I think I would have enjoyed this film more if I was watching with you two, but uh, the fact that I was watching it yeah. by myself, I was just frustrated. Yeah. But hey, if you're doing something else while you're watching and not really paying attention, it makes the movie more fun when you're trying to describe it. So yeah, that. And you let your imagination fill in all the blanks. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll uh, go. Uh, I give it a zero out of ten stars. No. Oh wow! And honestly, yeah, it wasn't as fun. It wasn't as fun as I thought it would have been. Like you know, maybe. Excuse me. Maybe if I were thirteen, I would have been like, "Oh, this is so fucking stupid. How can Christian people be so dumb?" Yeah. Like, Christian people aren't that dumb. Just these Christian yeah. people are that dumb. <laughs> yeah, this film, this film, even to a, a Christian of faith and a good person, would be insulted by this film. I feel oh like. yeah, no, th- this film doesn't feel like it's made for anyone who has common sense. Yeah, it's just mean to everyone involved. And also, I like that we have set a record. I think this is the first film we've given a zero out of ten in any type of rating form too. I, you know what? I think of all we've watched, this may be the first to deserve it. Yeah. it's. I mean, there's just, as a film to itself, even if you didn't count that it's just a Christian film, there's not really any hooks or any entertaining aspect of why you would want to make a movie or a message out of it, too. Yeah, there's not really anything to, like, it's really, like... <laughs> it's concerning like, on many levels. Beyond the pale or, like, outlandish or completely ridiculous. It's just stupid. It is just stupid. Yeah. Uh, it's just stupid. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give it my rating. I want to give it... Uh, I'm going to give it all four hands given the jerk-off motion, because I, I don't care. Nice. Hell yeah, my champ. I've, yeah, this is, once again, this is a record uh, setting for just bad reviews, I think, then. But you know what? I'm so glad we were here for it, boys. It was good to get it back on for the Podziki train, figure out how to do the streaming, and just kind of see what happens from there. Um, I realize we might not all have 9-volt batteries at home, but I think we should do a quick stupid game section and recommendations and then uh, see about playing some Jackbox with some friends. Sounds like a good idea to me. I do have a 9-volt available, but uh, I don't want to pressure you guys if you don't. I do not have a 9-volt, no. Do you have a 9-volt? Yeah. Well, let's just do it next time, then. No. Or whenever yeah. in the future next we can we all get 9-volts. Yeah, let's just do a quick Who the fuck is Ron Canada for Stupid yeah. Games Quit playing Stupid Games Because I've been thinking about him a lot And I want to go off And go onto one of the series Because I realize he's been in almost every series He was in Stargate SG-1 oh. Which is famous for being a very niche show That only a few people enjoyed And he played a character that had a very funny name to me So in Stargate SG-1 Was his name Fortis? Mortis or Quartus? Quartus. I'm going to say Quartus. What are you thinking, Luke? Yeah. Quartus. I said the same thing. Yeah, it's Quartus. Oh, hey, man. we did it's... it. 
we did, guys, we're we're united again in our stupid game section, and then um, I feel like to do a very quick what's the deal with this kaiju. Is God in this film the ultimate kaiju? Um, are, are we talking God God or the God of this movie? The God of this movie, not the God God. Uh, I think the God from God's Not Dead is definitely a kaiju because it's a terrible monster that inspires people to do terrible things. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Yeah, sure. He's me. <laughs> I think this is where we just got to the point where we're like, okay, let's get those recommendations so we can go play video games. But um, I think for recommendations and plugs, because I'm still going to do plugs, uh, I'm going to recommend Turn A Gundam, because I've been really into Gundam series, and it is something I've been wanting to watch for years. It's, I think, one of the strangest takes on Gundam. It's set in a, a future after all technology has been wiped out and mankind's rebuilding itself. And it's basically like the 1900s, and people just start, just start discovering mechs and fighting each other, and it's pretty cool. So, A+. Plus. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, Akira Yasoda did the character designs for it, who designed a lot of the famous Street Fighter characters and then a lot of the cool Capcom games like Marvel vs. Capcom's art design as well as Power Stone and Power Stone 2. And then the actual mech design was done by Sid Mead, famous for doing Blade Runner and the mechanical works in all of the Alien films. So it's got a lot of very cool things going for it, and I highly recommend if you ever get a chance. Uh, An anime from 1999 to 2000, so... It's kind of that weird turn of the century, old cell style, but still pretty well done. So that was that coming out at the same time as Gundam Wing, like the big one. Gundam Wing, yeah. When Gundam Wing aired in the states, it was still airing in Japan for a turn A Gundam. Uh, but it Gundam Wing was about ninety six to ninety seven, and then I think Enlist Waltz was nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, which uh, Gundam Wing hasn't aged the best but the movie itself endless waltz is still pretty dope and very well animated so. oh yeah i love that movie I, I i'm i'm a robotech guy so yeah very old school <laughs> yeah the macross saga at least i've never really watched the other ones yeah do you guys got any recommendations yourselves uh, I, I uh i just watched all of hunter hunter i'd recommend that that's a that's a good anime if you're looking for like a nice long thing to get into which is probably a good idea with the quarantine if if you want a nice 148 yeah. episode anime to watch uh hunter hunter is pretty good yeah that's why i decided to start going through the gundam series i haven't watched because there's a lot and i got time oh yeah i'm starting on uh i'm starting uh, on a gundam soon yeah i don't know if i've mentioned on here before but like uh, i recently got the dvds for and watched through all of i claudius an old bbc show about ancient rome has uh patrick stewart's in a few episodes lots of what they actually um elliot kalin of the flop house and yeah i was gonna mention that him and john that's why i bought the dvds and started watching it because i i heard they were doing uh a podcast where they cover every episode of i claudius and i'd always wanted to watch i claudius and i've been listening to a lot of podcasts especially lately but yeah, it's pretty much oh, yeah. it's really good acting. Like lots of people who were in it ended up becoming super famous, like Patrick Stewart. Uh, oh God, what's his name? John Hurt plays Caligula in it, and he's fucking awesome. There's yeah. other people who John Rice Davies is in it for a few episodes. 
lots of fa- lots of really good British actors. Yeah, I'm gonna. It would be fun to check out. I should do that sometime too. I mean, once again, we got plenty of time. I think uh, plugs since we're in quarantine times. There's a few for actually digital good shows to check out. But uh, I want to give a shout out to our boy Spencer Blair, uh, previous guest. He's been doing Quarantine Tonight on Sundays at eight on his own streaming channel on Facebook and then Instagram. So uh, check it out if you know him. Uh, but it's been really fun. It's a really good talk show. They had just like Whitney Chetwood on recently. So. Oh, yeah, that was a good interview. Yeah. It's yeah. a good time. Um, I don't know if you guys got any plugs either since we're all stuck in our house. I, I, have, I have nothing to yeah, plug. Yeah, I've, nothing. I've taken the time to step away from working on things. Or at least working on things yeah, that are publicly shared right now. Yeah, I, I think it's good just to take a break in your own personal time during these very strange uh, happenings. So. Likewise. Yeah. Just staying safe, really, I'd say, at this point, and, uh, you know, not making out with strangers anymore, which is a bummer, but, you know, <laughs> I, do, I do miss my nighttime kisses. Yeah. yeah. Avoiding the news. Yeah, it's it's all bad. Uh, so. Damn it, Huey Lewis, leave us alone! <laughs> <laughs> Please, we don't need sports. Um, but I think this is a good place to end it, and I think we should see how well we can sync it up, so let's give it a shot. Let's just count down three, two, one together and try. All right. Okay. Three. Right. Two, Three, two, two one. one, one. You're gonna like Stop. the way I like fuck. Way I guarantee it. it. Oh, I forgot about I that. I hope that comes That's out fine. very garbage. It's gonna come out garbage. <laughs> it will be. We regret that you have not yet complied with our order. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. in my throat. <laughs>